This is One in 59, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. One in 59 is a weekly show devoted to topics related to autism spectrum disorder. Good morning and welcome to One in 59, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, the Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And this morning, I have in the studio with me, Chrissy Cahill and her daughter, Madison Cahill. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for being on the show today. Thank you for having us. Mm Absolutely. We're going to talk today a lot about something that you're very passionate about, Madison, and have tremendous skill in, from what I've seen, which is uh, a very specific kind of art. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we're going to um, we're going to get into what you like to do, how long you've been doing it, where you can find it if you're somebody who wants to purchase some of your art, or uh, at least learn more about what type of art it is, and. Just to sort of warm things up a little bit to start with, though, I'd like to start with you, Chrissy. Mom kind of giving a little history as in, from your perspective as to watching Madison as she's grown up. Because Madison, how old are you now? 17, but so, I'm going to be 18 soon. Okay. Well, happy early birthday. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. So so when did you start seeing art and or Madison to gravitate towards art? Was this very early on? Um, she was probably around seven or eight, I would say, and she started just drawing. Um, we have a very big family, so she would draw all of our family members in like the form of an animal, a specific animal, or a robot, or something like that. So it was like lots of lots of artwork on loose leaf paper. And then I started seeing her. Well, she started. Be, she became homeschooled at about sometime during seventh grade. We started to homeschool her. Oh no, sixth grade. Oh, sixth grade. Okay. So I started seeing her draw more artwork, and I, she was drawing like mirror images of things, and so I just started giving her lots of art supplies, and then that's kind of where everything just took off. And in 2013, I think it was, I found Strokes of Genius, which is a company in, they're really based out of Brooklyn, and they actually help artists on the autism spectrum kind of expand their reach and you know they provide some classes for them they have a lot of people involved with that company Temple Grandin is one of them Stephen Mm -hmm. Wiltshire Mm -hmm. so anyway I got her involved with Strokes of Genius and that's when she was given the opportunity to have her artwork in a gallery down in the city and things kind of like took off from there so it was you know it was about 2013 2014 when that really started great Mm -hmm. okay thank you for the summary Moms are usually good for summaries. I have, I have two kids. I summarize a lot. I get it. So, Madison, can you tell me or tell the listeners a little bit about where do you remember the first time you sort of visualized in your head a person connected to an animal figure or a robot figure? And I'm not an artist, so forgive me if I'm getting the terminology wrong. I just did it because it was in cartoons. Okay, well, that's that's important. So you were watching them on TV. Was there one in particular that you loved the most? There was Power Rangers, I, I guess. Uh, I would say that's what started it. And some shows about dinosaurs. I can't remember the names of them, though. Okay. Well, I probably won't be able to remember the names either, but that's okay. We don't need to focus on that. But Power Rangers, I do know. And I remember that when that show emer- started, it was very new. It was very different in terms of uh, the cartoons that I grew up with, for example, Mm -hmm. um, which were quite different. So is there something specific about that type of, is it, first of all, is there a name for that type of art? Probably fan art. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. 
and I think uh, the Transformers were a big influence yeah. at a younger age. Yeah. Bumblebee and, right, mm-hmm. do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Did Was there something about the, the transformative aspect of the characters that you liked where they could be one or the other or both um, at the same time? Kind of. I, ju- I just thought it was cool. <laughs> All right. I, I can appreciate that. Again, I draw stick figures, and that's as far as I got. So I, I was very impressed with what I saw on your website. And uh, and I think you have some items for sale on Etsy. Mm-hmm. Where Can you name a couple of places? Just I'll write them down, and we can repeat them a few times, where people can go to, to find your art, to mm-hmm. look at it, and to become inspired, and perhaps to purchase it. I'm on Instagram at MMCDoodles. The MMC is all capital. And I'm on Etsy at same name, Mom? Uh, MMC Doodles Shop. Okay. Yep. When did you start promoting your art online and selling it? Uh, promoting, I guess, would be 2013, because that's when I got my Instagram. But selling it, maybe also 2013, um, I think. Well, actually, she had, after the exhibition in the city, she had artwork at a gallery in Beacon called Mad Dooley, and she sold some artwork there. Mm-hmm. That was in 2014. Mm-hmm. And then after that, she really showed an interest in Hudson Valley Comic Con. Mm-hmm. And so she's had a booth there, you know, since that really started. Three, three years, yeah. So that really, Hudson Valley Comic Con was where her products actually started. All right, we're going to get into all of this. Yeah. So do you feel comfortable doing all of these things, selling, promoting? talking about your art showing it to people or is the creation of it like kind of your your most favorite part of the whole thing uh i'm comfortable and i really do like doing the promoting and stuff uh but definitely the the creative part i would say is my favorite part okay and i i ask i ask every artist that i ever have on this show um a question like this which is do you have routines or a certain place or a certain time of day or night that you mostly create or is are you a kind of person where it's whenever the mood strikes you you just want to grab something and start working it's a bit of both okay would you be willing to share some of the places that you that you like to or times that you that you feel inspired to sit down and and work well i kind of have work to do every time i wake up so i wake up go, go to work and that, that's really it. I think I read that on in some of the links that you shared with yeah. me, Chrissy. That from a young age, sort of the first thing you did when you woke, when you opened your eyes in the morning was to grab your materials and start working. Yeah, yeah. Madison has a very good work ethic. Okay, she knows you know when she has commissions to do. She knows when she has products to design. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, and she knows that she has to make the most of her time during the day. Because, well, actually, the, the light in our house is very good in the morning, right? Yeah. <laughs> so she likes to draw or, you know, do her artwork in the morning. So she's really a, you know, when she opens her eyes to when she closes her eyes kind of girl. Because she'll frequently do work until she goes to bed at night. So, okay. Yeah. And you've got deadlines now, mm-hmm. right? People are expecting something on time and you want to deliver. Yeah. That's good salesmanship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. What um, Can you talk to us about the medium that you like to use? Probably alcohol markers the, the most. All right. I read about this. This is also me not knowing there's enough about art than I would like to. What are alcohol markers? Uh, they're basically uh, markers, like uh, Crayola markers kind of, but mm-hmm. they have rubbing alcohol in them. So that way, like, uh, the ink mixes together. It's hard to explain, but they uh, have, like, a smoother result, I guess. Okay. Like, uh, if you put a bunch of Crayola markers down, they have, like, water in them. Mm-hmm. So it, like, tears up the paper. Yes, I yeah. know that. Okay, and mm-hmm. you get those kind of, like, 
I would call them little bally things, but yes. that's not what they're called. Like, but it's pulp, the, the pulp of the, the pulp paper. Of the paper yeah. okay. uh, but with alcohol markers, when you like layer it a bunch, like put it on top of it, it doesn't do that at all. Nice. It's kind of like Sharpies, but it's less Sharpie. Okay. All right. Well, that's I'm, that's fair. Like it's a Sharpie, for, but less Sharpie. That's a good description. Yeah. <laughs> it's good for blending from what I understand. She knows. I mean, I know very little about artwork mm-hmm. and, and all the mediums and the quality products that she uses. And she knows a lot about, she's read a lot about um, what to use use when mm-hmm. so I kind of have to learn that stuff also as she does but I think the alcohol markers she blends really well and she can shade really well with those yeah. seems like right mm-hmm. shading yeah. very nice mm-hmm. all right and so so it's really the alcohol markers on paper mm-hmm. that's where you mostly yeah. where you create so yeah. you're not you're not a painter I've painted some stuff with watercolor but i would say i definitely work more with markers with markers yeah. okay great how many do you have any idea how many pieces you've created since you started <laughs> maybe a couple thousand yeah mm, maybe near a million if we're counting my whole <laughs> life well i mean i think it's it's important especially if you're describing to me that you kind of work from the moment you wake up until you have to go to sleep i'm sure there's moments for you know, eating maybe or mm-hmm. something like that. Can, but yeah. that's a lot of creation. Mm-hmm. Do you tend to keep, I, I know some artists keep almost everything they've ever created. Mm-hmm. Some, and, and authors too, some authors keep every draft. Some mm-hmm. authors really have to sort of get rid of stuff after a while and start fresh. So do you have a lot of your older stuff, your original stuff, or do you? I, I think I have all of the original you stuff. Do. You do. You're yeah. a keeper. Yeah. Okay, great. Do you, You're a keeper. Well, <laughs> Mom's a keeper. Uh, let's put it this way. It's enough to fill basically two rooms, two large rooms in our house. Which with, it does. Which it mm-hmm. does. Like, my husband had to build, you know, special shelving for, for her artwork mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's really important to keep what she does not want to sell and... You know, we just like to have it. And then she has a lot of space to create also. So, okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Wonderful that you've been able to find ways to make the space work yeah. for mm-hmm. your interest, Madison, and for your, your passion and your your career is mm-hmm. really what it's turning yeah. into at this mm-hmm. point. You're selling art and you're promoting yourself, which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. Do you ever refer back? Do you ever look at the old stuff or is it more just knowing that it's there? I do sometimes, but I don't like to because then I'm, I'm like, well, why did I do this? <laughs> Ah, all right. So do you see, Do you would you say that you're getting progressively better? You yeah. like what you're creating uh, now. Do you set new goals for yourself? Yes. You do. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have about a, a minute to go before we have to take a quick break. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you a very quick question, if I can. Do you have a favorite character that you create? I have a redhead character that I like to draw a lot. Okay. Yeah, she's kind of like, uh, oh God, uh, how to describe her? She's kind of like that crazy kid in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of like that's who she is. All right, crazy happy, crazy like, like uh, all over. Tough. Like yeah. Okay. Those words that she probably shouldn't for her age. Ah, okay. Yeah. All right. You so, want to tell her her name? Uh, Julian. That's her name. Julian is her name. Yeah. Wonderful. Maybe we'll ask a couple more questions about Julian when we come back. <laughs> so this is 1 in 59, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and I'll be right back with Chrissy and Madison Cahill. One in 59 people are diagnosed with autism, so you probably know someone impacted. Here at Anderson Center for Autism, we are here to help. We've got a state-of-the-art education center that harnesses the power of technology, the arts, and evidence-based practices to unlock the enormous potential of each Anderson student. 
We've got a nurturing residential program designed specifically to promote growth and foster friendships for all who live on our beautiful campus. We have a consulting team who shed light on what the families, schools, and groups can do to help empowering everyone in their path with the knowledge needed to make a difference. At Anderson, we're here to optimize the quality of life for every person with autism. We're here for you. We're here for your family. Learn more. Call us at 845-889-4034 or visit us online at andersoncenterforautism.org. That's 845-889-4034 or visit us online at andersoncenterforautism.org. Welcome back to 1 in 59, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm here today speaking with Chrissy Cahill and her daughter, Madison Cahill, or I should say Madison Cahill and her mom, Chrissy Cahill. Mm-hmm. Madison, I, I love what you've been sharing about not only the way you create, but when you started, how often you do it, which is a significant portion of your day, it sounds like, mm-hmm. which is great. Does it make you feel good? Yes. Okay. That's always important. And I think for anybody's passion in life and, and you're moving into making this really a, a business aspect of your life with the selling of your work, if it makes you feel good, that's usually a really good sign. So mm-hmm. I'm happy for you that you've, you found this. Let's talk about some of the, the let's go back in time a little bit and talk about a couple of the, the maybe bigger moments that have happened um, more publicly. So you had a showing in New York City back yeah. in 2013 around there yeah what was that like and, and how did that happen it's kind of a blur um because it's so long ago yeah it was a uh, with a group called strokes of genius mm-hmm. and, and stuff it was uh, so you were with a group of artists yeah okay and you were young i mean you're you're almost 18 now mm-hmm. so back in 2013 you were 11 12 years old yeah Okay. Were you nervous? A little bit, yeah. Okay. So you had to, you went down, right? Mm-hmm. And and you had a few how many pieces did you show, do you remember? Just two. Just two? Yeah. And I've been to a few art shows. My understanding is that you basically stand there, people are coming and asking mm-hmm. you questions and you're there representing your work. Yeah. It was really just my family that I saw I saw yeah. there. Yeah. She was at the age where it was probably more ideal for her to go with family sure and then i went another day when there were other artists like temple was there and stuff like that and they had a conference prior to that yeah. um but it was you know in this it was actually at uh, the shimmel gallery i think it was called nice. and um yeah it was a very nice uh exhibition and she wound up selling one of her art one of her pieces, the digital copy of it. Someone wanted that. Yeah. Oh, very mm-hmm. cool. Yep. So Strokes of Genius allows you to sell both the originals and also digital imagery? I think. I, works? I think. We haven't really worked with them in a well, while. When she sold pieces with them after that, it, they would get a portion of yeah. it and then she would get a, a percentage sure. of course. Um, that digital image was, you know, a separate from Strokes of Genius, but mm-hmm. kind of got the exposure that way. Exciting. So. And exciting that Temple Grandin was a part of it. She actually was a guest on this same radio show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I had a chance not that long ago to interview her. She called in from Colorado where she's a mm-hmm. professor, so she wasn't sitting where you're sitting, but mm-hmm. um, she was definitely on the show and has very strong feelings about especially young adults on the autism spectrum really pursuing their passions mm-hmm. um, and their dreams. So I think that she would probably be a huge fan of you and, and what yeah. you're doing based mm-hmm. on what she told yeah, me. Yeah, she's very much, uh, very, she's been very inspirational to me you know mm-hmm. and she's very much in line with how we kind of think this should skyrocket you know yeah, what i mean exactly. so yeah um i don't know if either of you have ever read uh one of her books called thinking in pictures um mm-hmm. and she creates i 
I when I looked at it, it's certainly art to me. It's a very different kind of thing where she's basically drawing, uh, sort of engineering drawings of, of the machinery that she's created and developed um, for agriculture. But when I read her book, it struck me a lot about thinking, just that phrase, thinking in pictures. And um, I guess that maybe was one of my first questions to you about whether you have an image in your head before you start and then you're able to just execute that image on paper or do you create it kind of as you go? Does it start? It's a it's a bit of both. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes I don't even know what to to draw, and I just randomly just scribble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how I get through some of my meetings at work. <laughs> secret, little known secret. All right. So 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 that sounds like a very big event at a young age. Um, and then you were talking about Hudson Valley Comic Con has become a big thing for you. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. Whatever you want to talk about. Uh, it's been uh, really nice to go there. I've been going for the past uh, three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was like year three. Um, it's uh, it's cool because it's everybody that's into the stuff that I like, and, mm-hmm. and uh, get to talk to people. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. And people can. And you have a booth mm-hmm. yeah. that you run. Mm-hmm. So are do you find that not only are people interested in what you're interested in, but are there other artists creating similar types of work? Yeah. So there's stuff yeah. that you get to see somebody else doing that you like, and it's not just you representing your stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Great. So you've been going for three years. You're going to continue. You think? Hopefully, yeah. Great. Where is that event held? I have not it's attended. A, it's at Gold's Gym in Lagrange. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's a nice venue compared to New York City Comic Con is huge. You know. Yes. So, but it's a nice kind of venue. She can meet some local artists also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has it been an opportunity to, to make some social connections? Maybe uh, some a couple. Okay. A couple b- business connections, I would say. Yeah. Nice business connections. I love it. <laughs> you are on your way. All right. So you can be seen at Hudson Valley. Comic Con, which what it happens every uh, annually. That, yeah, it happens in uh, early May, late April every year. Okay, and I'm sure that if you Google search Tutson Valley Comic Con, mm-hmm. you'll be able to find next year's information. I, I think so. Yeah. yeah. All right, mm-hmm. and then Madison will be there representing mm-hmm. her her work and and sharing it. And you can sell it there too. Uh, yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. So then I also hear um, that uh, you're about to be complete a short film. Mm-hmm. That you did in conjunction with Tink Tank Anim- Animation, Animate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tink Tank Animate. So, um, are you going to disclose on the show today anything about it, or do you want it to be a surprise? It's, it's a short, like three to five minute film. Yeah, I, I kind of want to keep it a secret a All little right. bit. But fair enough. Yeah, but I might uh, put some stuff about it on Instagram. All right, so perfect segue. Um, Instagram is uh, capital M M C and then lowercase Doodles. Yes. Okay, so M M C Doodles on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I would be checking that. Every every day then to see when Madison decides to share a little teaser mm-hmm. about the, the short film. But I just want to say congratulations. That um, Was that your first time working in um, in animation? Yes. Did you like it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You're grinning, so that's a good sign. <laughs> All right. And then you're also just starting a project with a children's book author where you're illustrating a book? Uh, yeah, it's in its uh, infancy um, in the concept phases and, and stuff. But yeah, I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. Is that your f- a first for you also? Yes. Uh, I would think that might be, and I, I might be wrong, but illustrating a book, you sort of have to really be pretty close to to the understanding where the author was coming from, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. you can 
because it's that's a real partnership, right? Yeah. They probably have some strong ideas about what they want the illustrations to sort of give the feeling about their the words that they wrote, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So yeah. that's exciting. The the author is actually a local. Uh, a local gen- gentleman, and this is his first, basically his first story to have some pictures to it. So mm-hmm. we were able to meet him, and he gave us the the history about it. And mm-hmm. um, he saw some of her previous artwork, and he, you know, basically told her the style that she does that he likes. He likes that, yeah. And cool. she's been working on concept drawings, and I think it's very close to being illustrated, you know, per page. Close, close, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. How do you do with deadlines now that you're, you know, you when you were younger, you were probably creating it maybe at whatever pace you wanted to. Do you like deadlines? Do you like knowing you have something due to, to a partner or to um, somebody who's who's paying you for their for your work? Yes and no. <laughs> on the one hand, it's good to have something to, to know what to do. But on the other hand, you have something to do. Yes. <laughs> yes, I think that that's very well said. I can, I, pretty much all of us can relate to that, I think. Um, it's nice to have some freedom of expression, but at the same time, it's probably good experience, mm-hmm. I would think. Yeah. Do you want to be an artist for the rest of your life? Do you want this to be the career path for you forever? Yeah, I kind of want to make uh, stories and stuff like comics or TV shows. Mm-hmm. really want to get into that field. What are your thoughts about graphic novels? They're underrated. That's my take. My daughter would say the same thing. Yeah, they're they're underrated. I don't get why they're not as popular as they should be. I mean, they're so quick to read. Like, well, not quick, but they're quicker to read than a big book. Mm -hmm. I don't don't get why they're not as popular as they should be. I I noticed them in the library the other day, and uh, my daughter took one out. She's going into seventh grade, so she's Mm -hmm. about 11 and a half. And she, um, I will say started reading I think primarily or got over her some of her hesitation around reading because of graphic novels it was when she realized that there were those kinds of books out there that were a theme that she enjoyed Mm -hmm. she's not really a superhero person so old time sort of classic comics were not her thing Mm -hmm. but um, graphic novels grabbed her attention and now she's much more eager to pretty much read anything Mm -hmm. so it was an entree point for her Um, I'm going to agree with you on that point i think it would be uh great to see more more happening in that realm is that something you're interested in 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 uh ever doing yeah i I do one yeah do one you do one cool i love that i'll 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 look for it when it comes out you strike me as a person who says when you're going to do something we're going to see a graphic novel from you someday okay so let's go over your contact information again your instagram is it a handle i don't know this Uh, terminology yeah i think i think it's a handle mmc doodles Mm -hmm. on on instagram um you're also on etsy where i did Mm -hmm. go to your etsy page and there's a lot of there's a lot of work up there that's Mm -hmm for sale. Um, I love the descriptions. I also was struck by, I can see that there's a style that you have, but I love that there was um, individual difference in every um, in every piece. So I thought that that was cool. It made me think there's probably something for everyone. So that's MMC Doodles Shop on Etsy. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And then the best way to get in touch with you is via email. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, Madison makes everything at gmail.com. All right. I love that. Madison makes everything at gmail.com. Um, is there anything that our listeners who are probably hopefully all going to contact you looking for you to do something for them or mm-hmm. with them? Is there anything that you really have tried and said, mm, that's not for me? 
too much stuff at once, I guess. Okay. I don't know. So that's really you pacing yourself when it comes to projects and taking things on. Yeah. That's part of running a business. Mm-hmm. You have to decide what your what your capacity is. But so far, you're still very open to a lot of different media or mediums, meaning animation, alcohol marker and paper, mm-hmm. and then getting into illustration. I would say so. Maybe not animation right now because I'm finishing a short film, so yeah. maybe not right this second. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Um, well, this is great. We only have a couple seconds. Christy Madison, is there anything else you'd like to end with here? Because I think it's wonderful what you're doing. No, thank you mm-hmm. for having us on. And yeah. This was this is really nice, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Great. Thank you. Well, good luck in your future, Madison, and good luck with everything you're doing. I hope since we're kind of local to each other, maybe we'll run into each other yeah. and uh, I'll keep seeing some of your work. Mm-hmm. All right. Best of luck. Remember, uh, reach out to Madison at madisonmakeseverything at gmail.com. Uh, find her on Instagram at mmcdoodles or mmcdoodleshop on Etsy. Madison and Chrissy Cahill, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. All right, this is 1 in 59, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and remember, Anderson cares. You've been listening to 1 in 59, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. Join us for another edition of the show at the same time next week.